Video go. We can't do this if you interrupt the start of the show, Moran. I just oh. had the countdown. Okay, let's do it again. Ready? It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna get a little BS in this one. I am Quincy Moran, he's Josh Moran, we got Wild Bill and his battle bullet points in Austin Dash, and this is the BS Podcast. <laughs> we can't do this if you interrupt the start of the show, Moran. I just oh. had the countdown. Okay, let's do it again. Ready? It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen, buckle in the kids, call your husbands, call your wives. It is time for the BS Podcast with your host, Quincy, the Q-Dog, Josh Moran, Wild Bill and his Bama Bullet Points, and Austin Dash. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Season 2022, what's happening, everybody? What's up? What's going on? Man, we are here, and uh, we're going to get this thing kicked off very quickly. Before we do that, um, let's just check in with everybody. Josh, uh, scorecard-wise, just off the top of your head, uh, give us an overall A to F uh, on the team's performance overall. What do you got, A to F? I'm going to give it an A-, minus, and that's only because we got a field goal on the first drive. We punted once. And the other part of that is we didn't we didn't keep the gas on when Milrow came in the game. That's it. A minus. True that. True that. Uh, Wild Bill. Wild. Hey, you know what? Hold on, Smith. Let's take a step back and talk about the evolution of the show very quickly. Give give Kitty a high five for me. So as you know, uh, the show began in 2021, and it was Josh and Quincy Moran, Moran brothers. Um, and we would do a segment with Wild Bill. Shortly after that, we brought Wild Bill on full-time every show, not just a segment, but the entire show. Then we had special guest Austin Dash, who would come in and talk to us uh, from time to time. And the fact is, is that the show has evolved, and Josh and I have agreed to sign major contracts, the deal's in place now, full-time part of the show, uh, Wild Bill and Austin Dash, we brought them in, and they Quincy, are, I got their it. contracts have been signed. Who signed mine? Hang on, I got to tell you, uh, Ian Rappaport and uh, Adam Schefter already reported that on that about 30 minutes ago. So. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. Josh, so I don't follow it, but uh, a hearty welcome. <laughs> you okay, buddy? A hearty welcome to uh, to a full time uh, position here on the BS podcast, Uncle Bill, also known as Wild Bill. Welcome to the full time. What do you think? It's the big show. Let's roll with it. I just need to know All the right. mon- and, amount uh, of money any- I'm being paid. Checks in the mail. Keep a lookout. If it gets to that point, 1%. Sounds good. <laughs> Austin Dash, um, what, uh, what do you have to say for earning a spot uh, on full-time and getting a, getting a contract? I can't believe anybody would be crazy enough 
Oh, That's to exactly hire what you. I told Josh, but we had to do it. <laughs> I thought he was going to say to not, All I right. Thought, I thought he was going to say, I can't believe anybody would be crazy enough not to want to join this. That too. That's true. That's no, true. crazy and enough to want somebody to We do have some official. <laughs> you know what? He earned. He just earned his way on the show. It was, uh, oh, it was great. Oh, I can't remember goodness. the comment. I'd have to go back and listen. And uh, you, you, you nominated him as your favorite son-in-law of all time so no that's I mean, my wife the world's greatest son-in-law son your aunt got it okay uh by my by my I calculations i i figured out if i think he might be your only son-in-law but yeah but but after thursday night them three dogs having to hide for their life because it's so scared <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> well roll time well, anyways we, we feel terrible that's right. Poor West Virginia. But that's okay. It's a young season. Um, with that being said, we have some official positions, and we'll uh, put a press release out later so uh, we can talk to you about the, the formation of this company and what we're doing. Anyway, Josh, you give Alabama overall uh, an A-. minus. Uncle Bill, what do you got for uh, your report card with uh, Alabama? I would, I would stay with Josh on that. Um, but we did have a punt blocked also. Ah, oh, B-plus. Coach Saban was not happy with the block point, needless to say. Uh, he was not happy with a lot. No and doubt. He, yeah, his – No his, doubt. And uh, He did talk about the, the young guys, some of them not stepping up, being ready when they were, they were called on. But they played good first game. Uh yeah, I thought so. Uh, Austin, what is your report card for the Tide here this game one versus uh, Utah State? B plus. Um, offense, B plus. Yeah, offense, a lot of people caught the ball. Not many drops. Uh, the ball was spread around pretty evenly. Uh, the running game could probably use some work. Uh, you know, when, when your leading rusher is your quarterback. I mean, it was very impressive. But, yeah. But. It kind of shocked me that he ran a lot, too. That, uh, like, hey, that's kind of a new tool for him. That long run was very impressive. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm, gonna, I'm probably a little closer to Austin's camp. I'm going to give us a B. I think we did exactly what we, would, what we thought we would do when we came out on the field. So I, I'm going to call it a B, and I'll explain why here in a bit. They are who we but thought they were. I do want to go over some – they are. They are. And uh, and they lived up to the hype in so many areas. I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised offensively um, with our pass game. Um, I was extremely excited about uh, about the defense. They it was Utah State, but they looked like they were there and that there and there was a mission. So um, some interesting facts. They are some interesting facts about uh, Utah State. Um Josh, I know yesterday we talked about it a little bit. They they finished 24th in the nation uh, for 2021. Uh, one thing I did not know about them before looking, you know, into them last night is they were actually the champions of uh, the MAC conference. Right. Um, That's what I was trying to tell and, you. you know, that they, then, they're not they're not like a just they're not like a Louisiana Monroe. 
Yeah, so that that was exciting. So I mean, it's not just your typical, you know, what are they a D two? No, they're probably D one, no, just not uh, D1, group of five. Yeah, yeah, FBS. Yeah, and they were so looking at that. Three. Oh, that's right, I did read that. So, you know, looking at what they did last year, you're right. They were 11-3, and and offensively, they were ranked number 22 at the end of the year out of all of college football. So, uh, for them to return so many starters and for Alabama's defense to, you know, game one to show up like they did, um, I I was pleasantly surprised. I know there were a few moments where, you know, I was concerned about our defensive backs, um, just kind of letting you know, letting some of those plays happen that I didn't think needed to happen. Uh, overall, looking at them as a number twenty-one offense, uh, leaving last year and returning so many starters, I was impressed with our first game out. I I thought it was great. I know we have uh, some areas to improve, um, but with that, what I'm looking at, if we go back and uh, we take a look at its stats, which I want to get out front here. Um, Josh, I'll give some stats, and then I just wonder what you think. Uh, we discussed it already. It looks like um, Logan Bonner, uh, three of nine for 39 yards. That I mean, come on. That, what do you think about that? The defense holding the 39 yards. Well, I mean, the quarterback was supposed to be like one of the strong points of their offense. So to only throw nine times uh, and only complete three. I, honestly, I think anytime you beat a top 25 team, 55 to nothing, it says something about how far you are ahead of uh, the pack. But uh, to shut them down like that, it, it it actually is what I thought was going to happen because I saw Will and Bryce's face after last year's loss, and they took it personal. Yeah. And they and they put the work in in the off season, and they're great leaders. So I know all that went downward. So you have a whole team that's hungry pissed off about last year and it all showed last night and there was only a few things that you can critique about the game and that's not usual for a first game yeah i agree and you know uncle bill i i wanted to know what your thoughts were when it comes to three of nine uh, you know with uh, logan bonner do you think that how much of that do you think is the scheme how much of that do you think is just the sheer physicality of alabama's defense or do you think it's just equal parts of both i would say equal parts of both but my question was did he get banged up that they never put him back in did he sustain some kind of an injury that he never come back into the game, they had that second-string quarterback in. Well, I mean, either way, you look at uh, yeah. their whole passing game, they were, what, 8 of 8 of, 20, were, eight of 22? 8 of 22. That's ridiculous. And a total of uh, 57 yards. Yeah, it was uh, all And I'm going to tell you what, Uncle Bill, to your credit. That's yeah, good, to your credit, I, I saw uh, – Bonner running off the field at one point, I think it might have been in the second quarter, and it looked like he was carrying that arm, that left arm yeah. straight. So I never did hear a report back on that. So you might be you might be right. Um, Austin, what do you think about Bryce Young going 18 for 28, 195, five touchdowns, an average of seven uh, yards a pass? I thought he done, you know, he was the Bryce Young of last year. I, I thought he was, you know, the Heisman. But I, I loved more in this stat. Uh, five guys had five receptions. Eight guys had multiple yeah. receptions. I think that that is one of the bigger stories coming out of this, especially 
you know, how things went down last year, um, you know, losing those guys toward the end of the season, I think think they're not going to let that happen again. So Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think this year's uh, wide receiver class, there's a three-headed monster at the top three. And you can't just single out one guy uh, because all three looked very impressive. And then four and five even looked even looked good as well. Well, and you'll have, uh, how do you say his name, Nata coming back. He, you know, he's he's just now getting back to practice, big tight end. Latou. Uh, Latou, yeah. Oh, and, wow. and I, I was a little under yeah, impressed Cameron, with our Cameron tight ends. Latou. I thought the blocking was good, but uh, uh, receiver-wise, we don't we don't have any tight end receivers until the two comes back. But the one thing about Bryce that I saw is uh, he's incorporated running the ball a little more and taking opportunities where maybe he wouldn't have done that last and year. And he's gained twelve to fifteen pounds over the off season. I think he looked That's great. Huge. I think he looked great. Yeah, I I thought that uh, I didn't think there was much change, you know, just upper body wise. But uh, if he put on twelve pounds of muscle. Um, it must be it must be on like uh, the lower half of the body because like he didn't he doesn't look Milrow esque if you know what I'm saying upper body right. Well, he did miss. Um, look, he would, so he would admit uh, he missed two or three open receivers. They was talking about that, and he he realized he did because he had Jacory for a touchdown and he overthrew him. Yeah, the ten, the ten, the yeah. ten incompletions is a little surprising, but I think they'll work that out. And uh, remember, Joe. And I, I think some of that is. Y'all remember that? So we we still have weapons. Yeah, we have we still have weapons that uh, aren't a part of the game right now. And I just going back to what Josh uh, said. I don't know what everybody else thinks, but I I thought the blocking was a bit poor when it came to the tight ends. I thought the two catches yes. that 88 had was probably more of a, more of a highlight than anything, but number 45. Got um, smoked. <laughs> no good. Yeah. And, and his blocking, his blocking was not on par. So if he started and he blocked like that, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what uh, 88's ability is to block, but you know, it's the first game of the season and they're kind of learning the, uh, right learning the scheme against another team and everything is, you know, they want to iron it out. And, you know, they probably have some jitters coming forward when it comes to Texas and wanting to go and, and play. You don't want them to look ahead, but it's, sometimes it's hard not to. So just looking at how the passing the passing game overall, the rushing game. So just to line it out, Utah State, um, they were 8 of 22 for 57 yards. Bama total was 27 of 40 uh, for 281 yards. Looks like we held them to 2.6 yards as an average when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, passing uh, per completion. And then Alabama had seven yards, which I think is pretty decent. Uh, we really could have poured it on in the second half, but chose not to. Looking at the rushing game, which is something I'm already I'm always interested in, um, Utah State was 37 attempts for 79 yards. And then Alabama had uh, 32 attempts for 278 yards. So you're looking at a difference of about 2.1 uh, per carry for the Aggies, where the tide came in at about 8.7. So the game, the run. 8.7 yards a carry. We didn't run the ball well. I love that. Well, I mean, you have to look at the. Uh, the average of like Bryce Bryce's runs, he had five carries for a hundred. His average was twenty yards, so that kind of yeah. skews it a bit. 
and his long was like 63 yards. So we all know looking at it that the run game was not up to par. There's part of that, you know, it's like vanilla ice cream week one. You don't want to show anything. You don't have to. But I thought the offensive line uh, did well in the beginning when it came to pass protection. But then they kind of broke down towards, say, like the middle to the second part of the second quarter. Um, which was a bit concerning because we were not really adjusting to the blitz, and that was that was uh, something that was a bit systemic last year. So uh, you know who I blame for that. His name is Bill O'Brien. I'm, I'm not a fan, which Josh and I have some admissions to make later in the program. But coming up on uh, the receivers, I mean, we had, like you say, we had three receivers with five receptions. That's uh, Treshawn Holden, uh, Kobe, Prentice and then uh, Jermaine Burton, which I, to me is impressive because like Josh was talking about, when he, Bryce is essentially taking what the defense gives him, he's not really you know pressing um, for the big play until the explosive play is available. Uh, Uncle Bill, what do. were your thoughts? Yeah, that and I, I totally agree. What were your thoughts overall? Um, you know, with how Bryce spread the ball around. Oh, I was impressed. It, but like you were talking about, the, the offensive line, I, I don't know what the deal is. But I get frustrated, and here would be a question to you three. Why can we not have first and go on the three and never try to run and play from the three-yard line? Bill O'Brien. Yeah. that's First and goal that's on the three, what, and you have to throw it every down. It's Bill O'Brien. That's why. Is it is it him, or is it because they don't have confidence in the line to move them back to get the three yards? Well, I mean, you got to try it before you know it'll work or not, and they didn't try it. So I mean, I don't know if y'all noticed that, but the first time we had first yeah. to go into three, it was pass, pass, pass. It could be. It could be. Maybe they just know what they got with Bryce, and they trust him to make the decision. Well, and they could have been wanting to see, too, what they've got passing-wise in the red zone. And they they were really good. Those <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were yeah, very, they, very successful at what they but, did. But there will come a game when you're going to have to run the ball well, hopefully, down there. Hopefully what they're showing on tape right now will confuse people in the future with what they're going to do, and then they might run it later, hopefully. Well, we'll see what Bill does. The other Bill. Yeah, and uh, Bill. I think it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see how he uh, how he designs the play call because I know last year I don't have a lot of hair left. I mean, it's kind of thinning out as y'all can tell, but uh, <coughs> I, I, there were some points where I just wanted to pull it out. Austin, uh, we have you as our Nick Saban correspondent. So after watching the uh, the press conference last night, fill us in on what your take is for. Uh, for Coach Saban and uh, what your thoughts are as far as the mood of the room. He was very ornery. He, he was he was like a, a grouchy old man last night. I don't know what the deal was. But, you know, 55 to nothing. You expect him to be somewhat pleased, but he was not. Uh, one of the, the main things that he was frustrated about was they kept asking him questions about the depth chart. And you know why did yeah. why did so and so get get more time and this guy's on the depth chart and, and he said that may be the last depth chart that they see this year 
they may not release any more because he's sick of hearing about it. And, uh, you know, he wants those guys to prepare like they're going to play whether they are or not. He said, you know, that was one of the, and like Bill said, that was one of the biggest things he was frustrated about. Those guys had opportunities, and the way that they prepared affected how they played. You know, I guess when you think you're a third-string guy, you don't, you know, you don't prepare like you're, you know, playing for a championship or, you know, like you're going to get meaningful reps. And that showed. So he was definitely upset about that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, back in uh, the day when I was coaching football, um, I had one of the an extremely meaningful conversation with a guy that was being used as utility guy, whether it uh, was that he was playing guard, whether he was playing tight end, or they were putting him in on defense. And, and one of the things I tried to tell him, and this is like one of the mysteries of how do you motivate somebody that doesn't see their self starting? And I said, look, young man, I won't use his name, not that he'll ever listen or will be that famous, but I said, here's the deal. Wherever you're needed, Whatever you do, get as many reps in as you possibly can because I assure you, being around this game for so long, something's going to happen and your number is going to be called. And when it happens, you need to be ready. So anytime they call for somebody here at practice that they, they want to run second-team defense or they want to, somebody to get reps on the offensive line, do it. Do it. Do it like you are just waiting for your number to be called. And lo and behold, there, you know, sadly yeah. there was an injury. And the next thing you know, he's a starter. And uh, he becomes one of the captains of the team. Uh, and when, the, when it's all said and done, you know, it, there was a lot of joy in my heart because he took the message and he prepared like he was the next man up. And that is such a difficult thing to do, especially right now with the way that, you know, people want instant gratification you have to prepare like you will be the next man up. Get all the reps in you can. So when it's your turn and your number's called, you're ready for action. You are one play away from being the guy. That is so true. Unless you're third And our straight. wide receiver core. Well, the, the funny thing is, Josh, is that last year, all those young wide receivers were one play away and uh, they were the guy, and they were not ready, and they did not perform, and we did not win the national championship. So, and also, I what think else a, did you find? On I think a Jai Hall might be in somebody's jail somewhere. Could be. Could be. Is he on Texas roster? <laughs> no, he got he got let go. Well, I know one guy us. you should not ask about uh, the the roster of the depth chart, and that's Coach Saban. Um, even if it's Texas roster. Can you imagine one of his uh, assistant coaches going, so, Coach, have you taken a look at the depth chart and not even get the word from Texas out of his mouth? And <laughs> he just lights him up. We're talking about depth charts. Austin, what else, uh, what else did you, stood out to you in the, uh, in the press conference? Uh, I mean, that was, that was pretty much the gist of it. You know, the normal uh, – he had a lot he wanted to fix, and it's most of the stuff we're talking about. Um, you know, he, he knows that, and, and this is just an observation, observation too, is, you know, they're going to do what they want to in the passing game. But he wasn't happy with the rushing. And, you know, I think if they can rush the ball at will, they're going to be hard to stop. I, hang on, i got to tell you, I'm not happy with the Russians either. You know, they're causing a lot of problems. Oh, my Lord. That they are. Everything. 
What? Yeah. Even even fake fake interference, they're still interfering. Um, yeah. So with that being said, you know, if we look at uh, if we look at the defense, Josh, we we finally got to watch a game in person together again, which was pretty awesome. We got to talk about things, you know, in real time. One thing that I want to talk about on this program because we talked about uh, a certain fella in a very disparaging way for quite a long time. I even put a, a post out on Facebook about this gentleman and then had to remove it uh, as a former coach. But uh, I'm going to take a stand and say I was not 100% accurate about Pete Golden. Yeah, man. And, uh, uh, after listening like, to him. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. It, it seems like every year he gets better. And uh, he's starting to bloom. Uh, he's got great play calling. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard him in a press conference, but the dude knows his football and he explains it in a way that I think even – uh, the most, the people that don't even know about football could probably understand it. And that's the way I like it because I'm one of those people that, because I don't know the X's and O's that much. And he explains it in a way that's great. So I know he's doing that with the players, but he's just getting better at everything. It seems like every freaking year he's getting better. Hopefully he's the next Kirby Smart. And that's one of the things that I thought was important, you know, to as a distinction to say, you know, obviously coach Saban knows what he's doing. Um, I think so. As a fan watching the show. Yeah. As a fan watching the show or watching the game and, you know, the defense is, is really struggling from time to time, which, you know, college football has been going through an evolution when it comes to offense and how to defend these high powered offenses for several years. So, I think looking at what Coach Saban has done, he's he's building a guy that's going to have some tenure there, which is something that he struggles with right now because coaches generally get some kind of like success, like Dayball, and they are gone the next year. So he's got to get some kind of stability there, and and I hope that he's right about Bill O'Brien as well. I just don't, I'm not a big fan of the of his play calling. It could be Bryce checking it at the line and making different decisions and. You know, they see the game from uh, from an expert standpoint. I'm just a slouch, but sometimes the play call is just uh, it blows my mind that we're not doing other things. We have so many weapons. So that's a good that's a good point now, you make there about uh, Pete Golden is maybe he is trying to get some just some continuity, and uh, instead of bringing in a big gun and him leaving after a year or two. Well, did y'all notice? Yeah, they showed a a, a gra graphic last night. Was it seven former head coaches, defensive guys yes. that has worked in the South Sun Series, one of them. I don't remember all the names. So Pete's got some experienced guys helping him on defense also. Which it's is been, very, very helpful. Because South Sun Series is a good coach. I don't care what nobody says. Oh yeah, he he's a he's a very passionate guy, and that that dude is somebody that. And even with Pete, like when I heard a couple years ago, I heard Pete. Um, I think it was at the start of the 2021 season. I just heard him at a press conference, and I got in touch with Josh, and I was like, "Dude, there's something there's something about this guy. When you listen to him talk, he makes you want to run through a wall for him." And and I can only imagine he's doing the same thing when it comes to the players. So. 
I'm glad there's buy-in. I'm going to say that uh, the most impressive thing of the night um, was that Alabama, that Alabama defense. And, uh, man, it was, it was just fantastic to watch us swarming around the football. I loved it. And uh, any, any thoughts before we get into next week and what it's going to look like when we take on Texas? Thoughts about Texas? How about the defense? Just uh, there's, only, there's only two things in Texas. Well, three things: steers, rhyme it yourself, and then me and Melly. We live here too, so don't. Well, what about your brother and his twelve kids? And oh crap, they're here too. Okay, steers, <laughs> and then the Morans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad y'all's aunt didn't hear that. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Jehovah yeah. Otis? Yeah, let's let's do it, please. I just want to just mention the fact that he's lost 74 pounds since he arrived at Alabama. Are you talking about that nose tackle? Yep. Yeah, he's been killing it. I saw that story the other day. Yeah. 342. It's impressive. My goodness, that that overall is something Josh and I spoke about last night, and, and I'm sure, you know, Austin, it's apparent that you've noticed it as well, but the strength and conditioning program um, since the departure of Scott Cochran, it's, it's starting to take shape, and they were saying something crazy, like Will Anderson had developed an additional 40% upper body strength. I don't know how that's possible without steroids, and I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, I don't think you can do that in one year, but... We'll just say it's good well, strength and conditioning. You know, Jaheim Otis, he he lost ten percent body fat. See, I believe I believe that more than I do the Will Anderson thing. I just feel like if you if you gain forty percent strength in one year, you're doing something. It's just real. That's like Barry no, Bonds. I don't Barry Barry Bonds' head going from looking like Austin's head to <laughs> a freaking Volkswagen in one year. Well, I will say though, they're. Athletes at that level, it's a lot easier for them than it would be. For them. <laughs> Say what you want, man, but I'm I'm speaking yeah. facts, man. It is what it is. I'm gonna I'm say gonna, that, but uh, roll tight anyways. I'm gonna call Will Anderson. I'm gonna tell him to come out there and pay you a visit, Josh. I hope he whoops my ass and I can sue him. I need, <laughs> I need, I need some money. money. Look, I need you some are money. you are slandering his name. I just don't. I'm just using my past experiences. Let's be let's be honest here, guys. Come on, you can't you can't. If if that graphic was true, he's on roids. You can't gain that much strength in one year, Quincy. You work out. Come on. I don't. I don't. I don't even pretend a to have his genetics and b to put in the work that he puts in. So, I don't know. I don't know what program he's a part of. I would say 40% is quite excessive. I don't know when it starts from, but uh, apparently science, technology, maybe a little bit of... Uh, yeah, it's called, hu it's called hu human growth hormone science. <laughs> could, hey, be, well, could be. Maybe they, but, maybe they misquoted it was 40% since he enrolled in Alabama. I, okay, that, could that's, be. that... Maybe I misread it. That makes more sense than one year. Because that that that's a red well, we'll, flag. We'll go with that. CC enrolled in Alabama. Oh, you're saying you think that might be it? Well, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. We don't we don't we don't want to like bring up any red flags and have him drug tested because I want him to keep playing. 
which is a problem, Josh, because that's exactly what you are about to do. Well, um, right now right, we so only have about 12 listeners, so until it, this podcast really gets out there, we're fine. We're going to be, that's correct, unless he's one of the 12 and you're not going to be fine. If he <laughs> is, I'm <laughs> sorry. <that> said, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, let's look forward to next week and talk about uh, the matchup we have that's going to be down in Austin at a really odd time that nobody's happy about, um, which is going to be at 11 a.m. Central. It's yeah, not weird, it's and, not weird uh, for Texas. Austin, that's when they play. It is, uh, it is very – yeah, you're right, Josh. They've had a lot of practice playing at 11 a.m. Uh, for the past several seasons, I'm sure. Um, Austin, they're playing in Austin. Give us the lowdown on the Texas Longhorns. Okay, so their stats from last night. Uh, and I, th- I thought this was very interesting. If you have a picture of a dumpster, that's their stats. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, their third down efficiency, they were only 5 or 13. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, total hmm. yards, they had 383 yards. 249 was passing. Uh, through an interception, they averaged eight yards a pass. Rushed for 134 yards on 39 or 29 attempts. Um, How many did that stud running back he's supposed to have get have? He had 10 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Guys, 383 yards against Louisiana Monroe is ridiculous. We're gonna work these fools over. Well. Well, Go I mean, ahead. I, I sure hope we do. Go ahead, Austin. Yeah. Y'all, y'all think otherwise? Sorry. Um, you know their new quarterback Quinn Ewers from uh, transfer from Ohio State. He had 225 yards on 16 of 24. That's two cute. Touchdowns and an interception. That's cute. You know, well, I just got to say, it's not going to get a, a whole lot better for Louisiana Monroe because uh, in just about two weeks, they're coming to uh, Tuscaloosa. So, man, that's uh, that's going to be a bad day for them. Yeah, a lot worse than yesterday. Well, no all doubt. I know no is doubt. Uh, Texas students in the student section was holding up their cards when we want Bama. So they fixing to get us. That's what they yeah. say. It's one thing I, I don't I don't understand about some coaches like Scott Frost and uh, 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 Sarkeesian. Like they go to these big programs that are really good. Before you get to these programs with a lot of stress and expectations, and you suck. Like Nebraska is. Oh they, yeah, they they can't beat Saginaw, Texas, right well, now. I will say though, I mean Scott Frost, the jump to Nebraska, you know, he did go up in who he's playing. Well, but. I think, I don't know, they were, they were really a top echelon team when he was there. He had, them, he had them there. Why don't these coaches just stay where they're at and build something? Like, Money. That's yeah, well, rare now. Yeah, it is. That's it's all it is. Happen. Yeah. Money. Well, now you suck, Scott. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that happening. So... Now, um, it sounds like, uh, you know, we, I know Alabama threw a, uh, an interception as well on Milrow, a highly contested until we watched the replay. I thought it was a good ball. I, and then I we realized that, uh, not we, I realized it was. He underthrew yeah, it by about 12 yards. It was just yards. too short. 
Now, I will say this, though. So, uh, Louisiana Monroe did have 100 yards rushing against Texas. Yeah, we, we won't have any what? yards against them. We're going to yes. lose. I mean, it was 40 carries, but still, 100 yards. That's two and a half yards a carry. <laughs> Do something else if it ain't working, that guys. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, Terry Bowden looks like to be their head coach, so he, he was highly su successful at Auburn, so he's just going to carry that over. Uh, yeah, yeah. With that being said, let's get into uh, let's get into some picks, and then we'll close this show out. Um, Josh, give us um, shoot. I didn't bring a pen. I'm gonna have to do this the, the old-fashioned way. I'll give way, you my pick of next week, your... but and then I also want to give you a tidbit because this is supposed to be more than Bama football. I wanted to run something by y'all and see if it sounded weird. All right, okay. so next week. Bama, Texas. Oh, it's on the road. It's going to be so hard. Um, I'm going to go 42-7. to seven. And then, I wanted to ask you guys after you pick, did y'all see that Bed Bath & Beyond was laying yes. off all those employees? His, the CEO jumped out of building today. 18 stories. Really? In New York. Yeah, he murdered. He killed himself. The CEO of Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond killed himself today. Just I don't. But what, I'm trying, to, what I'm trying to think is, it, fail, did, he, did he kill himself or did somebody go? Eighteen bang. stories. Eighteen stories in New York City That's, jumped to his death today. I mean, are you that broke up because y'all are closing some stores? Hundred fifty stores, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but you could just get another job. You, he had already worked for like two conglomerates before that. Like, what's the problem? Or you know, retire. He got murdered. Probably the Clinton. Probably the Clintons. Yeah. Was, they murder everybody. That's what I was gonna say. He must have uh, laid off a Clinton in there on accident. Even more. Um, Austin. Okay. Oh, go, go for it. Go wait, for go it. ahead, man. Yeah. Russian higher ups are, are falling out of windows too. Nah, that's that's not happening. What are you talking Just about? Just look into that. Josh, Josh, this is Vladimir Putin. I want you to take it. Never mind. Just say it, Austin. When you fall out of your hospital room window. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're just mad because they want you to smoke a cigarette inside. He go to take smoke and he make a trip and fall to death. And he touch my my Russian balls. My Russian balls. <laughs> okay, Austin, what do you go uh, next week? What do you think about Alabama, Texas? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go forty-eight to ten. Damn, Austin, won't you one up me, bro? Listen, I, I was gonna give him fourteen, but I just, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna score any, but I gave him seven for the benefit of the doubt to not look like an asshole. Excuse my language. All right, Wild Bill, what do you got for Alabama, Texas, week two? Hey, hey, hold up. Where's Wild Bill's Bama bullet points? I'm on the man, son. I'm trying to recuperate. Okay, cool. I was just wondering because that's like uh, my favorite yeah, segment. 41 to 13. Quincy, we need to come up with a song. Yeah. You need. We need to come up with a song with you doing the – thing for the intro for Wild Bill moving on. You know, speaking of that, since this is our podcast and uh, I'm not great at production, Austin, what do you think, man? Can you come up with some uh, intro music and some Wild Bill, Bama Bullet Points, uh, Hard Rock, you know, something? 
Um, yeah, I can see what I can do. And listen, so I'm going to tell you, the production hey, value. My, my, my suggestion, Austin, and I can see this now, is, you know, the, uh, <whistles> bah, bah, bah. Yeah. and then you go, da, 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 that's a good bah, idea. Bah, 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 and you, three or four gunshots, bah, bah, bah. wow, bills, bam, bullet points. <laughs> da, 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 da. Bah, 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 bah. I think he's got it. <laughs> Well, I don't know how to put. I have ideas. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not the doer guy. I'm an idea guy. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I can do is I can put some. Uh, I can put some. Wow, bills, bamba bullet points. I can put that in there and send it to you. Maybe you can. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. I wasn't a hard rock. Guy. I think that's a great idea. I love it. I think it's great. Well, yeah. It evolved from hard rock to uh, that western theme. Of the bamboo but throw some music behind there if you can. Josh, you gotta stop whistling. You got to remember we just, when I was a teenager and y'all's aunt were teenagers, it was groups like uh, the, the Eagles Google Brothers, the Eagles, Chicago, Boston. Don't ever them. go to an Eagles concert. Ever. Not, I went my, last year, we paid three hundred dollars for tickets. And then Joe Walsh presented. That was your first mistake. Jo well, it wasn't my. I didn't do it. My <laughs> wife did it. So Joe Walsh starts talking about how many vaccinations he has, and tells everybody, "We'll tell you when to stand up and clap. You don't have to stand up listen, on your own." Listen, it's not his fault. That guy has done more drugs than most towns. Well, dude, I've done a lot too, but I'm not <laughs> telling. I'm not telling my fans to sit down in a freaking rock He's show. Done more drugs than the county that I grew up in, and that's worst um, money. I, worst money I ever spent. Just saying. My one bullet point. Yeah. From last night was Coach Saban telling the referee to wake up. He was trying to call time. Yeah. Up, wake Wait. up. <laughs> He was not happy about that. Did you did you see the referee? And so the the referee had uh, like a stone face. He would not look to his right. Yeah. He just called timeout. Don't Wait. don't it's don't like, look. Do not look into his eyes. Speaking of referees, did anybody see Jimbo Fisher belly bump a referee yesterday? I think uh, I, did. I did not see did that, not. but I saw Jimbo Fisher struggle <laughs> with their best recruiting class ever. Well, me and Cindy were watching it. I can't say for a fact that she can't either, but it looked like he chest bumped out of Fisher. And what Get him. Hey, fire what? him. Jimbo. What was it over Come on, Jimbo deal? Fisher. Um, what was it he was mad about? There was some call they had made or something. Yeah, it was a call against A&M, and he didn't agree with the call, and so he going crazy over. He's still he's still mad because oh, Saban said here, they bought their team. Here, here's what it was, guys. I don't know if y'all ever noticed this. When when the offense substitutes, the defense does not have to substitute right then. They can let the play clock run down some before they send their subs in. Is that true? The clock, the, yes. Oh, I That's know what that. he got mad about. Oh, I thought and they had to do it right when no, you substituted. Oh, I did too, but they do not. Sam and, Houston and so was that Sam team. Houston's coach realized that, and then he was waiting probably ten seconds or so, letting the clock run. <laughs> Sam Houston's and, coach is a Bama fan. He just wanted to piss old Jimbo off with all that <laughs> all that shade he threw at Saban this year. <laughs> it don't take much to get him agitated. <laughs> 
Yes, I think Saban did that on purpose, and Jimbo came out and was like, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. Got it riled up. I can't wait till the game because we're going to murder them. I hope so. I sure hope so. Well, um, I'm going to round this out with uh, with my score, and I'm going, which I've already texted to everybody, but I'm believing that Alabama's going to go 59-6. I think they're going to hold them out of the end zone, um, and they're really, they're really going to pour on some gasoline and uh, make it a statement game for those who are about to come. I have a couple of statements before we get off. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, okay. and Deshaun Watson is a chronic masturbator. Um, all right. There we go. Had to get that out. Okay. Uh, do you you know, Josh, that take is whack. Anyway. It's, it's, settled. <laughs> it's settled, literally. Hey, Josh, you want me to take um, this out? And your aunt here, you make those two statements. Sure. Man, why not? Man? Hey, I'm in Don't Texas. I'm in Texas, bro. We're good. I'm not next door. So she can't come like hey, uh, my neck. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come here, Cindy. No, I'm not going to do it again. She needs to watch the podcast. Well, just put it up there so you can All right, Josh. Okay. All right, so Jeffrey Epstein. Josh. Josh. I'm, he told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Jeffrey Epstein on, didn't man. kill himself. Remember, well, what if Nick Saban was your dad? I would tell him to show him watching this chronic masturbator. Oh, my goodness. What has that got to do with... Uh, what y'all are talking about? It's BS. It's BS. That's what you know. <laughs> okay, so what about Epstein? Uh, he didn't kill himself. Right, I know that. See, she agrees. He is a chronic masturbator. <laughs> no, that's not what I was agreeing with. <laughs> but it's true. It's a fact. Well, what difference does that make about anything? Nothing. Well, I, I just wanted to make a couple statements before we got off here, and then he brought you in, so. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Don't make me come to Texas. With that being said. Well, well I love you. <laughs> come on, ain't <laughs> Hey, yeah, come visit. Why not? I won't talk about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll keep it PG. For a I'll keep it PG for you. Okay. Keep it PG on this um, podcast. How about it? I can't promise you that. That's just... No. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Austin, what do you got? <laughs> you know what? After all that, I do not remember. So I'm sorry, Austin. My bad. <laughs> I, I mean, just somewhere. some highlights from the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I lost it. I mean, it's uh, the B. Here's what we were trying to incorporate this year to talk about a little, like do the Bama stuff and then bring a little bit of whatever into it. And there's so much yeah. going on these days in the world that's so crazy. It's like, it's comedy, but it's true. So, maybe y'all bring that up next time. Anything y'all are thinking about or whatever. Just kind of you added us to the hit list of the Clintons. Um, the We're Russians, not big enough yet. The, the, the Russians <laughs> and Will Anderson. So. I just want to stop giving Ukraine I, money. That's it. That's right. Oh, gosh. Hey, who doesn't? Um, I, have a, I got a question for Josh. Did you espouse that uh, Austin needs to be tested for uh, performance-enhancing drugs because of the size of his head? No, I said his head is Barry Bonds pre-roids. Like, Gosh. it's a, it's a oh, normal okay. head. He has a normal head. I don't know about that. But... And then, and then Barry, Barry Bonds has a Volkswagen head. So. <laughs> it's true. 
Oh, but my I, gosh. I still okay, think well, he's the home run king because that was the best era of baseball, watching it fly 9,000 feet out of the stadium. I mean, just to be honest here. Let's let's talk about that. I mean, we're under an hour. we got plenty of time before the hour uh, lines out. But what, uh, Austin, Josh and I talked about this yesterday. What is your take on steroids and sports? I don't know. I'll, Flat out, I'll, t- I'll tell you my take if you want to hear it, and then you can respond. Go ahead. I'll give you a chance, Josh. My, my Keep take it clean. Is, my take Keep is clean, this. Josh. I honestly, I honestly, I think they should at least let them use it for injuries coming back, like HGH. It helps you heal like ten times quicker and get better. But for actual viewing pleasure, let them roid it up. It's their body, their choice, right? Roid it up and uh, let me see the Lance Armstrong of everybody, dude. Like, I want to see everybody at their tip-top shape. I'm watching this for fantasy football, for pleasure. Ruin your body if you want to. Just entertain me. That's that's it. But then if we're talking contact sports, then the other guys either have to do it too or just get killed every week. That's the game you play, baby. Listen, we're talking about a sport now in football where they don't want you to hit anybody anyways, much less jacked up on steroids i don't know i think it i just think it would help uh, did you did anybody else not love that baseball era maybe not football but in baseball oh, yeah watching the ball There's go five six hundred yeah. feet is amazing yeah and and you know then you had 10 or 15 guys with 50 plus home runs it's amazing greatest time in baseball history and now it's all got an asterisk next to it just because of that like, I think everybody's trying to cheat a little bit anyways. Uh, they're, they're trying to get ahead no matter what, kind of like Lance Armstrong did. Everybody in cycling was doing that, but he was the best out of all of them. Hey, while we're talking about, uh, you know, this in sports, how about all this that's came out about Aaron Rodgers using psychedelics and playing football? I think if, if he really used ayahuasca and two MVPs came of it, then do it again, bro. Like, why not? It didn't hurt him, did it? Uh, to each their own, in my opinion. And if it's not going to hurt you, if I really you actually, don't know much about. It's a. It's like pe- it's like the, peyote. The psychedelics. It's oh, like okay. that religious thing um, that the Indians do. It's like that stuff. But it would remind you of an I have your acid or something like that. Yeah. He didn't I'm, take the shot either. Okay. Times twenty. Yeah, so he would go go to these, uh, you know, little foreign islands and do these things that are illegal in America and then come back and play football. Well, see, a lot of people do that, and they they say they find themselves and all that, like they're just, like, hallucinating and everything. But he did win two MVPs after it, so it's kind of hard to be like, you're a liar. (laughs) Like, that's the only different thing he did is what he's saying. So it's like, uh, let me get three years in a row and we'll see. Let's see. Well, uh, I, I would have I haven't heard that, um, so I'm obviously not in the know. The only thing I've heard lately about psychedelics is that uh, they're using it to treat PTSD in our veterans, and they're having success um, in helping them, you know, manage that PTSD. So I'd say on that side, there's a positive to it. But if they don't really dose yeah, them like heavily, it's a, it's like a really small microdose type thing where it's. It's like a little itch, but I mean, I'm I'm all for whatever helps them. I don't really care. It's not my body. I'm not, you know, if it helps you, whatever. That's where I'm at on it. 
that's when all those women yeah, leave when of... they go to Moat Island. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? That's <laughs> when all the Aaron Rodgers women leave when they go to the remote island with all the have, natives. <laughs> have you seen his woman? Like her name is like Blue or something. Like she's so weird. No. She's like a hippie. She's a hippie now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's definitely a hippie. It's she probably well, has ha- she probably has hair under her arms and stuff. <laughs> it's like they don't nobody like that shit well. no more. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I kind of vacillate between uh, using steroids and then not using steroids. Because in one, like in on one side of it, it's like these guys are already uh, like genetically gifted, and you want to see all they can do without it. But then in the next breath, it's like, yeah, but it helps their recovery, and um, it could make the game a bit more interesting. And then they're superhuman, so. I kind of dabble in both sides of it, wondering but, what it would be like. But my question is now, do you think there would be more career-ending injuries if they're if they're already that massive? I got a question. No, uh, So they, there would be a lot more people dying before they're 45, but by that time they're out of the league and we're good. So we're fans. But, but like, you used to never hear about anybody tearing their ACL. But I think guys have gotten so big and advanced that, you know, tendons and stuff can't keep up. So I think that would get worse. But they also can heal way better than that from they, uh, than ever before, too. They come back 100%. But here's the thing. This is a joke. But uh, these guys are so happy with getting mandated putting shots in their ass. Why don't we just make them take steroids like we did the vaccine? And, and it'll be great. Because Joe Biden ain't making money off that. Uh, I'm out. Let's not even get started on Joe Biden. Oh, my God. All right. I'm done. See ya. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Till next time, we are going to close out the BS podcast. Usually it stands for Bama Sports Podcast, but you're going to get a little BS in this one and more to come. So with that... I am Quincy Moran. He's Josh Moran. We got Wild Bill and his Bama Bullet Points and Austin Dash. And this is the BS Podcast. See y'all later.